Welcome to the Global from Asia e-commerce gladiator series, where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish. Hear insights of real product research, Amazon FBA, China manufacturing, branding, marketing, and all the blood, sweat, and tears of building a global business from Asia. Now, let's tune in. Episode 15 of the e-commerce gladiator series here at Global From Asia podcast. And we are keeping it real as I promised. And this is the samples. Samples Lorenzo came down from Hangzhou. We had our cross-border matchmaker this past week. I'm still, it was an amazing, amazing event. I'm still catching up, to be honest, uh, on this show and a lot of work. It was just an amazing conference where we did what we said and we brought together top sellers from China and overseas and put them into a room and amazing things have been happening. So this week, we have Kadrian Chan, our co-founder at Paraliving Inc. and and me talking about this past Saturday. We met at Mayer's house and had some Israeli coffee that he brought from Israel, all ground up. And Lorenzo brought samples down from Hangzhou and we were testing things out. And Mayer's pretty advanced at this stuff, and we're really lucky to have him as a partner and advisor on the team. And we spent the afternoon together drinking lots of amazing coffee. I, I like joke, I don't drink coffee. I'm starting to drink coffee now again. And so we have been testing these samples, and we're all really, really anxious. You know, of course, we want to start selling and making some money, but we got to make sure we do this right. A lot of times, myself included, we make mistakes. So the sample process is very important and we think this should be a show in itself to discuss. And we go through that, Kadrian and I, and recap what we did on Saturday and some thought processes for you guys as well. We can't cut quarters here and uh, we got to make sure the product is good. So let's listen in. Today's podcast is brought to you by Aurelia Pay. I use them personally for sending money to my Chinese suppliers from Hong Kong. It's a cross-border payment solution between China, Hong Kong, and Southeast Asia. So when I need to make a payment to a Chinese supplier, I just hop online to place the remittance, pay to the Aurelia Pay's Hong Kong-based bank account, and Aurelia Pay will settle RMB within the same business day. So check them out online at www.aureliapay.com, A-U-R-E-L-I-A-P-A-Y.com, or check them out linked in our show notes. All right, everybody. We are uh, in the in the arena here. I, I was just talking. We have Kadrian, one of our partners. Hey, Kadrian, thanks thanks for coming on today. Hello, guys. So, just to update the audience, we got the samples. And Lorenzo's came down to Shenzhen from Hangzhou, and he's traveling. So we gave him a break on the podcast this week, but <laughs> but uh, he brought a bunch, a whole bunch of coffee mocha pots and all these different accessories, and and uh, so just past Saturday after the cross border matchmaker event, thanks Kajan for making it. I, it was a pretty uh, intense event. I'm still I'm still recovering, honestly, right now. <laughs> it's my honor to be in the conference, actually. Yeah, so that we had Lorenzo. Yeah, it's a great event. Great, huge event. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it was a lot of work. Uh, also, thanks to my amazing wife, Wendy, too. She helped a ton. So we uh, had Lorenzo down from Hangzhou for that, and he brought all these samples. So today's podcast is about 
the sample process and our amazing advisor, Mayer, who's also shared at the matchmaker a few times. He's very active at the, at the conference too, but he's one of our partners and, uh, and, and, uh, and advisors. So we met at his, uh, his apartment on Saturday afternoon. The, it was you, Kadrian, me, Mayor, Lorenzo, and also Andrew Voda. Andrew's birthday actually just passed. He came down from Nanjing. He worked with, uh, Global From Asia before and, uh, still helps out a lot. So Andrew's awesome and he wanted to kind of witness this sample process. So it was a bunch of us at a not really dining, I guess it was a dining room table at Mayor's apartment in Shenzhen and we were testing it. So Kadrian, do you want to, Share a little bit what you what you saw happening. Sure. So yeah, we tested the samples there. The samples from three factories, and uh, we made coffee out of them, and uh, we tested the quality, and uh, we we find out some potential issues. So and also we we looked at the the design and the actual looking at it physically is you you find out a lot more issues like the for example the handles or the cover does it close smoothly etc etc so it's really good to to see it physically and uh, we actually did find out some potential quality issues and for example I'll, I'll talk about one of the samples uh, when we made coffee out of it it has these little aluminium particles it's not actually very noticeable, but because we're doing quality assurance, then we look at it in every detail. And usually when, when people buy a new product, they, they wash it thoroughly and uh, they they probably make a few rounds of, of coffee before using it or steam it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Some people do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. My parents do because... Yes, they are. They they they're very like freaky about this. <laughs> but yeah. um, what 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 we're trying to say is, uh, we try to offer an experience that when the customer first opens the package, that is is already a great experience. You don't have to concern. You don't have to do so much preparation work. You can just use it, right? Mm. So I I think we're we're kind of too detailed about the quality check but i mm. think it's a good thing because our positioning is we want this to be like a premium brand experience true yeah so so mayor's been guiding us a lot i think he mentioned it maybe on a, a, a few podcasts ago when he was a guest but we have these three criteria that we've been looking at just to help listeners also which is uh, durability usability and quality it was funny. Mayor's got a lot of gear. I, I think he's stronger at this than I am with product side. Uh, I'm, I'm more on the marketing side, but he had a like a, a pressure uh, air pressure thing to blow air onto the uh, to clean it with the pressurized air machine, and mm-hmm. he was doing that before we, he made the coffee. And it was some of his Israeli coffee, ground coffee he had brought over. That was a treat. And but yeah, like you said, some of the we're we're really being mechanical and systematic. We numbered each of the three different pots, and uh, we made coffee. Well, we didn't drink all of that, so we started using just water. But uh, we, uh, I think it was important. We paid very close attention to detail. We looked at the at the if any water leaked at the seams, 
how much how much do we fill it? The directions were not clear, so we were actually taking notes about how to make the directions more detailed. Um, right, which I think is also helpful for the usability, right? To make clear directions. Right, and also um, <clears throat> we we still have to uh, work on this. Uh, we talked about. Uh, documenting the whole testing process. So, uh, as Mike mentioned, process is very important in this business, especially in quality check, right? So, we're trying to make this like a streamlined process. So, in the future, other products, we can do the same thing. It's true. Yeah, systems set us free. Processes set us free, I think. Uh, I got Roland all excited about that 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 quote. I think it's on his desk now, but it's... <laughs> It's true. So the hardest, of course, is the first time we do it, especially as a team, because before we started this show recording today, we're asking who's in charge of what. So once we know who's in charge of what, but I think we're kind of getting towards the end. I'll bring this up again later, but at the end, like Lorenzo wanted us to keep the samples. Lorenzo's like, oh, do I need to carry these back to Hangzhou? Can somebody else hold these here? And then Mayor's like, no, you're the product manager of this product you know the suppliers, you know, you know the story. So he has to take, he took them back to Hangzhou with him. And uh, mm-hmm. so we just need to know, yeah, like processes and people whose emotional intelligence, who's in charge of what piece of the, you know, business and the process as well as how to do the process. And, you know, it kind of almost goes into habit forming when you do, th- you know, the first time you do something, we both have kids, right? So at the beginning, right. <laughs> the beginning is always the hardest. The kids learning to walk, they fall, they get back up again. But, you know, a lot of times people forget that even as adults, we do new things. So right now we're spending a lot of extra time maybe to figure it out, but hopefully by creating systems and processes and knowing who's in charge and that person becomes the expert, then uh, they can do it naturally without thinking about it as much. But yeah, we definitely need to still make more systems, but Right. I agree. Yeah, it's it's kind of, I see it as an investment. I read this book, uh, seven, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. I read the Chinese version. Oh, cool. But anyway, anyway it, it talks about uh, uh, setting systems and processes. Uh, it's like an investment. You, you don't really see it until you, you go further when you have more products. If you don't have a system, it's going to get messy. Yep. So, yeah, so basically you and I were wondering if we should share this on a podcast today, but I think it's okay to share. Like, yeah, there was, you mentioned aluminum pieces or small pieces of metal floating in the coffee on one of them. Mm-hmm. And that was even after, even after Mayor had high pressured sprayed air and also cleaned it before. So it was a lot of, uh, it was a, a lot of attention detail before. So we uh, are a little bit surprised even the second time around, it was still showing these pieces of small pieces of metal in the in the coffee. So that was a little bit scary. <laughs> right, right. And we're kind of facing a dilemma because uh, uh, this one that has a little bit of quality issues is actually uh, it has the shortest lead time out of the three factories. And uh, I know the audience know we're trying to get. Uh, get into the Christmas season. Um, so we, we have an internal discussion. So of course we want to roll out the MVP as fast as possible, but uh, we're not going to miss this kind of uh, quality issues. Yep. So 
we're we're still we're still discussing internally about this, or should we uh, like change our bundle a little bit to include other mm. stuff? So ideas are still floating around. Yeah, I kind of chuckled. I didn't. It makes more sense, but you're like <laughs> you're like the the one that's fastest to make this. This got the quality problem. I don't. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if it's because they skip a step or two in the process of uh, of either checking it or finishing the finishing the product. But if, <laughs> I was. I didn't think of it until you just said that. You're like, yeah, the fastest one has the quality <laughs> problems. Uh, I think it it might probably be packaging as well because we, we just got it fresh from the factory so you know that like uh uh we're maybe that there, there's some cleaning process that needs to be done yeah yeah but i think that the factory should make sure they send us a sample the sample right. the sample right, right, right. <laughs> should be the best quality that they want because they should know that that's what we are going to decide to buy from them or not right so if they if they send us a low lower quality product in the sample that doesn't really make i don't know about you but it doesn't make me feel very confident they can make a thousand or 500 pieces good right 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 of course and that's why we also talked about the uh the minimum order quantity uh shall we share about this sure sure yeah, I think it's fine. So we, we've been talking about this. Of course, we're not getting the best price if we order a, a lower MOQ. But w- when we actually started, we, we didn't know there will be... Uh, we, we knew there will be a lot of potential issues, but we, uh, f- at least personally, I didn't expect uh, it to be so complicated. So uh, now uh, we're discussing maybe we we get a higher price and less profit margin, but uh, we we do it in a smaller sample so we uh, we can keep testing the market, keep mm-hmm. iterating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been having lots. Of course, we met in person. A few of us, of course, not all. Roland couldn't be there. He's still he's over in Europe, and Jack's in America. But but the, a few of us and Andrew was there. But it's uh, obviously still very anxious time we all, all of us want to go as fast as possible and and i said like because we had a management call on sunday and people were saying you know you guys were asking me how many to buy should we be 500 or a thousand i think i people on the show might that listen to a few of these know that i didn't uh i didn't start directly in manufacturing in china when i started my e- my last e-commerce business i started by doing wholesale and dropship and then I moved up the supply chain and I learned more about it. And, and I, that's so, you know, same here. Of course, the lower, you know, Mayor said, I think 500 would be the maximum we should buy. It's also not just about the quantity, but the amount of money that we need to buy, you know, uh, you know that we need to invest in the product. Of course, the, the, the lower amount of money you invest, uh, the, the more nimble you are, even if you, you know, the margins, the profit, right, not be as high, but the idea is we limit our our risks. So, of course, the smaller amount we can buy. But at the other side is if it does make it for Christmas, we, uh, we'd we sell out faster. That's the negative of not buying as many, right? Not just the amount of money. But if you're right and it sells out, it's going to be annoying because it's going to take a long time to restock 
that order. So, yeah, actually, uh, going going for the Christmas season is not just about making profit; it's about the experience as well. Mm. Because it's it's the most it's the peak season, right? So, uh, there will be the the most like uh, we, we can test ourselves: can, are we capable of uh, handling the peak season, or maybe uh, can we handle a, a lot of safe returns? Of course, we're ensuring the quality, but I'm just saying, like, there will be a lot of issues that you experience only uh, on the peak seasons. So I kind of want to uh, catch this opportunity. True, true. Yeah. So so back to the sample process and with the samples, it's very important to, you know, to accept the sample. And then what happens is we tell the factory we want to buy 500,000, whatever amount, but the contract, the agreement should be based on the sample. So I've made mistakes before my previous sourcing days and it caused me to have a lot of headaches is the fact if we want to change something. So we're talking about changing the handle. We've been reading a lot of negative reviews of the competitors to try to get an idea of quality problems or ways to improve the product. So I always recommend people to read negative reviews and uh, we're reading them and it definitely seems like the handle is a problem. So we want to improve the handle. But one big mistake a lot of sellers make is we tell the factory, oh, can you change the handle and then we'll buy 500 pieces. You want, People want to skip that step of waiting for another sample to come back or that even a factory might push you to just uh, order it. Okay, yeah, we'll change the handle. Okay, place the order. But you want to have a 100% exact production sample of what you're going to get before you place the order because that is what your contract will be on. That's what the factory will need to make the quality based on. So that's just something also to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah, because the it's kind of like a new design to the factory. It's a it's a customized new design that you're requesting. Of course, you have to do the QA process again. Yeah. So I'm 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 in the software business before. So every time we we change something, we we have to go through all the tests again. So yep. yeah, it applies to every industry. Yep. Yep. So. So basically, we're at the point now where Lorenzo's, we, we've picked the best quality one out of the three. We gave feedback. Lorenzo's documented all the feedback. Uh, and then we need to talk to the factory and we need to move forward with the, you know, the next steps, which, you know, you and I should talk about me. We, with the team, like you said, we all wanted to make it for Christmas. But even I'm starting to back down a little bit. I'm pushing the speed because when you go too fast is when you make mistakes that can be very problematic. So I think what we're leaning towards is maybe doing a accessory or a smaller product or an easier product or something that we have access to just to get something in there uh, for Christmas. I think, Adrian, is what we're talking about. While we right. Yeah, we're, we've been thinking about the latte art set because uh, originally uh, the latte art set is like a uh, uh, we we're providing this extra accessories as a bundle to upsell uh, and to to like 
differentiate our products against yeah. the other competitors. And then uh, what, what we thought is maybe uh, we can take advantage of this and just uh, create a latte art set because uh, we're targeting the millennials, college people. I think they're very into, at least in Hong Kong, uh, a lot of coffee lovers, they're very into uh, making latte art and mm. there are courses that teaches people to do so and they're charging like very, very expensive fees for yeah. this course. True, true. So so then so it seems like we still got to make some more decisions, but as we promised with the e-commerce gladiator series here from global from Asia, we promised to share people the real time updates. So they are getting, this is the real stuff, but <laughs> I mean, it seems like this product has a lot of work, the mocha pot, their handle. We don't seem to like the handle. There's some other modifications, but making those kind of modifications Lorenzo told me you need to get like three to 5,000 pieces or something like that. So he's still stuck on that idea of doing a Kickstarter. I, I don't think we should do that right away, but sure. If we really make a huge innovative new product out of this, I think it should go into crowdfunding. But for now, if we're just making small modifications, I don't know if that's justifying a crowdfunding campaign, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it seems like this product's gotten to be more, challenging but we're doing it the right way right even though we want to go fast we're right. getting we're samples. not forgetting about the quality yeah so again yeah. for everybody listening we're let's wrap this one up i think uh but again mayor's thanks to mayor's three criteria the durability usability and quality is the three we were checking we know we were and also of course reading the reviews it's easy to learn from negative reviews of competitors and we have your survey. We should be using more and trying to understand the market. So thanks, Kadrian, for hopping on to this, this, this week's episode. Yeah, and, uh, thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah. And also credit to Lorenzo. He actually couldn't join the meeting because he's actually uh, having another meeting. Uh, yeah. Networking with uh, a coffee, coffee, coffee yeah. provider. He's talked yeah. like two or three today. <laughs> he met him at the cross-border matchmaker, which is awesome. And now we... Uh, if anybody else listening wants to uh, get involved with coffee, let us know. Or uh, we're going to make more of those podcasts too for the coffeejourney.com for our Sisitano brand. So, yeah, it's all good though. It's good to get you on. You haven't been on for a while anyway, Kadrian. So, I know some of the listeners get confused with all these, but we're le everybody's learning about their, about us. So, so uh, thanks thanks for coming on, Sharon. Yeah, it's, it's great. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Great. Thank you, Kadrian, for coming on the show and sharing with everyone. Just to recap, all the different partners we have here in this Par Living Inc. Kadrian is a shareholder. He's based in Hong Kong. And we have Mayer. He's an advisor and also a shareholder. Lorenzo's a new shareholder. He is on the ground in Hangzhou going to the EWU markets as we all uh have been following along. I know people have been all interested to hear about EWU. And then we have Roland based in Europe. He's our partner as well, helping with the product management, project management, kind of overseeing the operations. And then finally, last but not least, our awesome guy, 
Jack, Jack Pinkerman in North Carolina, America. He's helped with the financials and keep things running there and, and our man on the ground in America, which we do seem to need. There's lots of requirements to do business in the U.S. So that's just a recap. I know some listeners have been confused, all these different partners and people, and uh, it's it's happening, though. We're doing it, and we got to make sure that sample is done correctly. We got to make sure that we are focused on quality and long-term foundation because of course we can market and sell and use all these hacks and, and uh, tactics for marketing and optimizing on Amazon. But if the product isn't good, it's all wasted. So we got to make sure we have a solid product and we're uh, again, appreciative to have a great team and mayor helping us out too with the product. He's a very good product manager and brand master. So I personally am weak on this side, to be very honest. I told listeners in previous shows, I think uh, it's not my strong point dealing with the product and the manufacturing and the sourcing. So I'm glad we have a great team to help us out. Uh, I can't wait to really start focusing on marketing, but we do have the Coffee Journey podcast. We do have things happening fast there. So let's uh, let's all stay positive and keep this show, keep it going. Thank you for your feedback, everybody. And thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Global from Asia e-commerce gladiator series, where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish. Hear insights of real product research, Amazon FBA, China manufacturing, branding, marketing, and all the blood, sweat, and tears of building a global business from Asia. 